0: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson.
1: So now we have a, we have a crisis on our hands, and again, we had Doug Mastriano on the phone. He believes that uh, that Putin will stop in Ukraine, and he has much more experience at this than I do. He said that. Putin will not go after NATO countries. He's not that foolish. So, there is that. Sometimes hard to be, uh, you know, to be funny sometimes. This is John Kerry saying something that's accidentally funny about uh, Ukraine and Russia. Because he's the climate czar, by the way. He's going to stop global warming or cooling or or climate change or whatever. No, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66% of a nation that was over frozen land. Now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk. And the people of Russia- if ice were thawing where I lived, I'd be like, Hallelujah. I mean honestly, who the heck wants to live on frozen ice all the time? Seriously. Russia at risk. And so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do
2: for the climate.
1: Wow. Um, with people like this in charge, the world is doomed. I mean the the world is doomed absolutely unbelievable this is the uh, ukrainian ambassador to the united nations this is a pretty remarkable moment uh this is a man who is uh, unflinching and to tell you how unflinching he is to all of the uh, liberals who are listening he actually took his mask off to say this oh my god he took his mask off indoors to say this but really that doesn't mean d word for richard what he said does
3: actually well as i said relinquish your duties as a chair, call Putin, call Lavrov to stop aggression. And I welcome the decision of some members of this council to meet as soon as possible to consider the necessary decision. And now comes the good part. That would condemn the aggression that you launch on my people. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell, wow. Ambassador. Wow, wow, wow. Let's hear it again. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell, Ambassador. All right.
1: Um, Rob Schmidt interviewed uh, Rick Grinnell on Newsmax last night. He used to be the ambassador to Germany, uh, talking about uh, Germany and their feckless, weak leadership with regard to uh, Putin and Russia.
2: Putin has launched a full scale invasion of Ukraine. Peaceful Ukrainian cities are under strike. That is Rob Schmidt. This is a war of aggression. Ukraine will defend itself and will win. The world can and must stop Putin. The time to act is now. Ukraine seems to want to go at this very aggressively look rob um
4: first of all let's just say that uh we should all be saying a prayer for the people of
2: ukraine this is a needless war it should not be happening and i blame the germans for showing how weak they were going to be on the world stage certainly encouraging nato members to not help ukraine certainly telling the ukrainian government to uh take
5: nato membership off the uh uh, off the options list to to give in to the russians the weakness that the germans have created has
4: really caused this rewriting of borders in europe
1: has appeasement ever worked with dictators has appeasement ever worked has it ever worked in world history? have, have people uh, dictators or or, uh, or people who are trying to uh, take over the countries? Has appeasement by their enemies ever stopped them no it 's always emboldened them they 've always gone further. This is a quote from Donald Trump talking about uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, I'm going to share the response from it from American media, Uh, traditionally always wrong on everything. They are saying that this may have actually uh, goaded, not really goaded, but encouraged Vladimir Putin to go ahead and invade Ukraine. So Putin is
2: now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. There were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. No, but think of it. Here's a
1: guy who's very savvy. I know him very well. Very, very well. Yeah, he knows the enemy. He knows the, the enemy. Uh, he's actually kind of admiring how he was able to completely <laughs> flummox the world. He was, he was able to completely fool everybody. Remember last week we were talking about that. He was uh, supposedly pulling his troops out. Ha ha, gotcha. I was just playing with you. And then we're here. He's playing the world like a, a cat with a half alive bird. And here goes Joe Scarborough.
2: And as Liz Cheney says, former President Donald Trump's adulation of Putin today AIDS are enemy.
1: And he quoted Liz Cheney, which adds to his credibility no not really here's a little bit more from the inflatable Joe Scarborough well actually his hair is inflatable and his wife is too
2: the house republicans now uh, in the middle of the the great I
1: think that Mika Brzezinski actually the way she speaks is that uh, the Joe Scarborough lets some air out you know like what you do with balloons it
2: goes kind of like that crisis uh, a European crisis regarding war since World War II openly attacking and bashing the President of the United States, saying that he is, quote, weak? Well, he is. He's weak. This is what weakness looks like on the world stage. House Republicans, you should you should bow your head in shame oh, boy. as we move into one of the great crises uh, on the global stage since World War II. You should bow your head in shame. You're a disgrace to America.
1: By the way, when uh, George W. Bush was the President of the United States, uh, Dick Durbin, um Harry Reid actually said that our troops had uh, uh, lost in Iraq just as they had started. So don't even go there. But you and I are going to suffer because of it because uh, Joe Biden made the country not energy independent, and our gas prices have already gone through the ceiling, and they're going to they're going to get a whole lot worse. Gas is already over a hundred, a hundred and four dollars a barrel is what I saw this morning, and. Um, I know there are a lot of other things going on in the world. I know we've got a trucker convoy coming to Washington D.C. I know we've got a lot of other stuff on the plate. I know you and I, you know, have to deal with empty store shelves, which I don't think is going to get much better. It's going to get a lot worse. Uh, you and I have to worry about heating our homes. You and I have to worry about filling our our cars with gasoline. And in the meantime, we've got a president, President Doofy. Uh, who, you know, is in charge. He's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. The same problems that existed 50 years ago within our government are still here. He hasn't made anything better. He's never done anything better, and he's never done anything right with regard to foreign policy. Uh, If you don't believe me, just check his dang record. That's all you gotta do. And then this morning, one of the funniest things, and I've been saying this forever, uh, the give-peace-a-chance crowd is in charge in the United States. The give-peace-a-chance crowd. These are people who literally think that by wishing something happens, that uh, evil despots on the, on the world stage will stop what they're doing and go, oh, you know, you're right. You're right. I'm going to go adopt a puppy. Uh, but, but that's not the case. Literally, the United Nations Security Council convened yesterday an emergency meeting when Putin took to the Russian airwaves to announce the invasion at 5.50 a.m. Moscow time. Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United States, had urged Putin to stop his tanks. If indeed an operation is being prepared, I have only one thing to say from the bottom of my heart. Are you ready for this? If you missed it earlier, this is what he said President Putin, stop your troops from attacking Ukraine. Give peace a chance. His response absolutely unbelievable. Uh, just wish it away into the cornfield. Just wish away Putin into the cornfield. Everything will be just fine. If we put a bunch of new bumper stickers on our cars, that'll stop him. If we put arms are for hugging, then I think that'd be great. If we put a bumper sticker that says war is not the answer, that would be fine. If we put a, a bumper sticker on our Prius that says visualize world peace, everything will be just fine. Meanwhile, we have given him permission. We have given him uh, permission. Uh, let's see. Former Ambassador John Bolton, who is a, a traitorous wretch, was on with uh, Andrea Mitchell on uh, MSNBC this morning.
3: Conversations. There was one call in particular, the so-called perfect call that Trump had with,
1: you know, Zelensky. Yeah, and that uh, Trump was impeached over it. And uh, there were no grounds of impeachment. And uh, he didn't get charged with anything. Okay. Which...
3: You know, certainly telegraphed to the Kremlin that they could do what they wanted with Ukraine, that America would
5: not stand up.
2: Well, I think uh, uh, Putin was undoubtedly waiting for a second Trump term, but uh, he's getting effectively almost what he would have expected then.
1: Uh, He was expecting a a second Trump term. What does he mean that he thought that Donald Trump was going to win the election? I'm trying to figure that one out. Try to figure that out. Uh, if there were a second Trump term, as there was supposed to be, because he got more votes and, uh, and the election was stolen, I'll just go ahead and say it. And if you'd like to challenge me on my uh, evidence, I'd bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. I've got a stack of stuff. I've got a, a folder, folders, reams full of stuff of uh, evidence that the election was stolen. It is remarkable. It is remarkable. I got to tell you, it is remarkable that a president that has gotten more votes than anyone in the history of the country, uh, uh, President doofy he's gotten more, he got more votes than anybody in American presidential history. Why aren't the American people backing him up? Right now, only 28% of Democrats are saying uh, we want a a stronger response with regard to Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Fewer than that of Republicans. He is the most popular president in the history of mankind. He couldn't draw flies to one of his campaign rallies, but apparently got over 80 million votes. Why did all that support disappear so quickly? If he really is the most popular president in the history of mankind, don't you suppose that that overwhelming support would stay with him, regardless of a few miscues, a few, you know, eh, decisions? Oh, that's okay. I mean, he pulled out of Afghanistan, left a lot of Americans there, you know, but that's just the first year. These are, these are freshman mistakes from a man who's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. Are you ready for some gin hot sake this morning? This is Gin Saki, not saying if she thinks that further sanctions on Russia will deter Putin. Do you think these sanctions will
2: actually be a deterrent?
5: Well, I think that is uh, a decision for President Putin to make. That's
1: right. Why don't you go ask him? Why don't you just go over there and ask President Putin? Please, somebody do it, because we can't handle it. You better go over there and talk to him, because honestly, we are absolutely scared witless of, of Vladimir Putin. Here's Jennifer Griffin earlier this week. I had played this audio soundbite, and uh, some other people in, in the conservative media called her some side of a warmonger, and she was all this, and uh, and what she said pretty much is coming true.
3: This is Putin's opening gambit, and he will want to see the response from the U.S. and its allies. Putin has options tonight militarily, but if Putin opts for a full invasion, and the did. justification of which he laid out in his speech today, here's what we can expect to see. Electronic warfare combined with cyber attacks will disaggregate and paralyze the Ukraine government and military. Sure. Anything on the communication, GPS, or magnetic spectrum spectrum. spectrum will go dark. This period of pre-assault fire would then be followed by salvos of ballistic missiles, those Iskander missile units. in I've
1: actually seen, I uh, just saw uh, a missile. You wouldn't believe uh, how fast these things fly over a city and and land. It is like lightning.
3: Belarus, Russian fourth and fifth generation attack aircraft will then flood the airspace. Think Blitzkrieg, waves of attacks that will look like U.S. shock and awe at the start of the U.S. invasion of Iraq, yep. targeting air defense systems, commanding control sites. The next wave will include tube artillery and rocket launchers, likely in the wee hours of the morning. Then he will insert his special forces, who we are told have target lists of Ukrainian journalists and civil society leaders. Mm. Tonight, Brett, we are witnessing the beginning of the end of the post-Cold War architecture, which ensured a rules-based order, stability and respect for the sovereignty of nations. The world must now brace itself for what follows.
1: Well done, Jennifer. Well done, Jennifer. Let's go to Angie in Glenn, Bernie, Maryland. Hello, Angie, and welcome to the show. Hello.
5: I just want to say that I think everybody is wrong about Biden and his administration. I feel like that um, they're all on the take, and if they're not on the take, they're really stupid. Um, (laughs) Everything that's happening is because Biden doesn't care about our country or our people and we're going to suffer the most because of the uh, war in um, that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like nobody wants to do anything about it. Um, maybe no. our hands are tied. W- what can we do?
1: Well, you know they're going to they're gonna try. They're going to try um, uh, sanctions, which isn't going to work. Um, all we could hope is that he but you know putin will stop um that's all we really can do we cannot have troops fighting on the ground in in ukraine we just can't do it we cannot be involved that way and i don't think we will to be quite honest but, you know, you, you never know with this president, he's having his, pulled, uh, his uh, strings pulled by people who have uh, sold the country down the river on a number of fronts, not caring with regard to our southern border, not caring with regard to uh, our energy independence, anything to stay in power and attempt to overthrow, well, a, a stolen election and then also actually a stolen yeah. election, not an overthrow, but then uh, just about anything to stay in power and just about anything to overreach and uh, claim some sort. Sort of uh, uh, mandate when they never had it for radical policies that destroy the country. So those are the people in charge, Angie. Um, yeah. and, and God help us until somebody else is. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, and I feel like um, if Putin's just taking an opportunity, and China's next, they're going to take the opportunity because we're so weak. Even our military, yeah. we don't have enough budget for our military. Um, and look how we're treating our military. Our military's leaving us. No, you know we,
1: we've 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 literally had thousands of troops uh, been they've been uh, removed from the military because they didn't take a stupid vaccine shot, uh, and also I might mention you might mention just the the, the relationship with China, the uh, Biden family in the last uh, less than five years have gotten thirty million dollars according to uh, uh, Peter Schweizer, and I have some audio from Peter Schweizer. Uh, also, he was put in, uh, Hunter Biden was put in charge of a $1.5 billion hedge fund in China, uh, spent many times away from, uh, Vice President Biden when he was Vice President without Secret Service protection, sealing business deals in China while uh, Joe Biden was the Vice President. And oddly enough, Joe Biden, when he took office, said he was going to get to the bottom of the, uh, where the Wuhan virus came from. Uh, he said he'd have that results in 90 days and 90 days later after doing nothing. Uh, nothing was done it was inconclusive not a big surprise to the rest of us joe biden is bought and paid for i believe by russia certainly by china as much as hillary clinton was bought and paid for by russia uh any other thoughts angie go ahead
5: no this has just been years in the making too i'm not talking oh, yeah. five or 10 i'm talking years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the making
1: you know sometimes you need music to pump you up, sometimes you need to stay calm and and you need a meditation. I listen to music when I go to the gym. And I go to the gym about 45 minutes is my workout. And I listen to music or I listen to, you know, podcasts. Maybe you listen to this podcast. You should try it with Raycon earbuds. You really should. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. And unlike other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Yeah. They have a 32-hour battery life. Unbelievable. So you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try. Right now, my listeners can receive 15% off the already low price of Raycons. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Get them. And listen to the podcast when you're going on a walk. Okay, buy raycon.com slash newsmax to save fifteen percent on Raycons. This is uh, Peter Schweizer uh last night at Greg Kelly show on Newsmax Television where I work actually um, talking about Joe Biden being compromised. Look,
2: let's be very clear. We know that Russia, for a long time, beginning in the Cold War to the present day, we know that China at the present day uses these kinds of financial relationships for leverage. They gather what the Russians call compromise, yep. uh, and they are looking for elite capture. That's what Beijing talks about. And it's pretty clear to me that that's what they have with Joe Biden. His response to Russia's aggression in Ukraine has been lukewarm at best. These sanctions are not very aggressive. Uh, They're not going to have much of a bite as far as I can tell uh, to what's going on. And of course, he's been very soft on China. Uh, If this were a middle ranking national security official in the United States and his family had these commercial deals, they would be busting open the investigation.
1: Absolutely, and the American media would be journalistic, journalistically curious. A little more from Peter Schweizer with Greg Kelly.
2: No, I think you're exactly right, Greg. I mean, look, if you are a officer in the United States military or you work for the CIA in the State Department, uh, you're not allowed, if you have a security clearance, to have your spouse or family members doing deals with sketchy people around the world. Hunter Biden. That's exactly what Hunter Biden was doing. We also know, Greg, that Joe Biden himself benefited from these deals. There has never been a more
1: corrupt president in office in the the history of the United States.
2: Because Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have intermingled finances. Uh, So it's not just a Hunter Biden problem, it's a Joe Biden problem. And there's no way that this is not clouding his judgment. And he's (laughs) making assessments on ways that he has to protect his family from the very real vulnerabilities that arise when you do deals with these kind of corrupt, sketchy people.
1: Justin Trudeau, who's so dreamy, you know, he announced a uh, uh, an emergency, uh, even though uh, there were peaceful protesters in Ottawa who never swung a punch or tried to burn down anything or or anything like that. But he he announced a, a national emergency only used for times of terror. And uh, yesterday, and I know this is because of public pressure, I know this is because he saw the writing on the wall that he was going to be deposed. He's going to be deposed. And he's a treacherous, mm -mm, I can't say it on the air, treacherous uh, individual who tried this, tried to play with the big dogs, but he can't because he's a little uh, limp-wristed fop who who has very little uh, life experience, uh, very little knowledge, but he's cute. And according to TMZ, has
0: a nice butt.
1: Our third principle. We were very clear Here he is. he's uh, revoking the emergency order my bad
0: that the use of the emergencies act would be limited in time when we invoked it it would be in place for up to 30 days but we said that we would lift He just
1: it sounds so proper
0: it as soon as possible we've held updates and briefs with ministers and officials every day often multiple times a day and today after careful consideration
1: and absolute fear
0: we're ready to confirm that the situation is no longer an emergency it never was (laughs) it never was therefore the federal government will be ending the use of the emergencies act
1: thank you very much for making your pauses so dramatic you're still a
0: wuss we are confident that existing laws and bylaws are now sufficient
1: bylaws, trans laws, LGBTQ laws, we're fine with all of them
0: to keep people safe. Of course, we'll continue to be there to support provincial and local authorities if and when needed.
1: We'll be there, we'll be there. And now here he is talking to all those truckers that he called Nazis and white supremacists and everything saying, can we work together?
0: Canadians have been through a lot. And we have a lot of challenges ahead of us. He's so breathy. Let's remember that we're fighting a virus. Yes. Not each other. Yes. Let's work together.
1: All you Nazis and white supremacists, come to the table. I'm sorry.
0: After two difficult <laughs> this is, and painful years. This is, he's as bad a speaker as Kamala Harris. <laughs> we have a lot of healing to do. Oh. And now, yes, is the time to be there.
1: Yeah, well, you caused the uh, the the division, so you're the one who caused the injury. For one another, merci. Merci. You are so uh, welcome. How you say? Well, you're welcome. Uh, merci beaucoup. Uh, Donata. No, I can't. I, can't I, I, I I can't remember how to say uh, you're welcome, en français. Uh, I do speak a little français actually. So I was looking for my uh, my audio from Kamala Harris. Uh, earlier this week uh, to kind of do a comparison here. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. Oh, here she is. Kamala. Kamala. Here she is being dramatic. And there could be an actual war.
5: Hey, listen, guys. We're talking about the potential for war in Europe.
1: Oh, my God. Can you believe that?
5: I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about.
1: He is uh, Justin Trudeau's sister.
5: It's been over 70 From another mister. 70 years. And through those 70 years, as I mentioned yesterday, yeah, yeah. there has been peace and security. Of course. We are talking about the real possibility of war in Europe. So our position.
1: Yes, what is your position? Is, is it horizontal still?
5: For us, very clear. Mm-hmm. Which is, as a leader, yes. which we have been. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. Working together mm. around our collective and unified position. Yes that we would all not just prefer we desire we believe it is in the best interest of all oh snap that there is a diplomatic end to this moment
1: oh god please help us (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable Over the last few months, I've gotten to know my next guest. Let me read a little bit from his uh, resume. Uh, Doug Mastriano was commissioned in the U.S. Army in 1986, served on the Iron Curtain with the 2nd Armored Cavalry Regiment in West Germany while serving along the East German and Czechoslovakian borders. He witnessed the end of the Cold War and thereafter deployed to Iraq for Operation Desert Storm to liberate Kuwait. He served four years with NATO, deployed three times to Afghanistan. Mastriano was was the director of NATO's Joint Intelligence Center in Afghanistan, leading 80 people from 18 nations. He is a doctor of history, has four master's degrees in strategy, strategic intelligence, military operations, and air power. He's also a Libra. I heard he's a Libra. Uh, he retired from the U.S. Army in uh, November of 2017 after 30 years of active duty as a colonel. He is a senator in the state of Pennsylvania. He is running for governor, and he is on the Newsmax hotline right now. Doug- Mastriano, how are you, sir?
4: Rob, thanks for having me on. I think it was predictable what Putin's doing next. I predicted it in 2017.
1: And what did you say in 2017?
4: Uh, 2017, I put together a strategic study on behalf of the United States Army with about uh, 10 other NATO officers and doing an assessment on what Putin wants, and Putin wants control over the neighboring territories around Russia
1: and what are those territories does he want to reassemble the Soviet Union does he want to uh, take back uh, well like for instance there are two regions in uh, Ukraine that he claims are Russian where does this end do you have an inkling where this ends
4: yeah I think the red line would be any NATO country so even though Estonia Latvia and Lithuania all border Russia that's protected by the NATO charter article 5 which is an attack upon one nation is attack upon all so I don't think he'll go that far but a red line for him is Ukraine. Uh, Russia historically has its roots in ancient U- uh, to modern territory of Ukraine. That's about a thousand years ago, after Russia converted to Christianity under Ivan the First, um, here's the thing: when Putin saw all these freedom movements going back to 2003 with Georgia, and then you know, then, yeah. then Ukraine, and then Kyrgyzstan, he, he saw these movements pulling those countries out of Russia's sphere of influence and moving them towards the West and the EU, EU, uh, the United Nations, and uh, NATO. And he said he will not tolerate any more freedom movements. Uh, I think that the thing that tipped him over on this was in 2014, when Yanukovych uh, resigned, he was like a pro-Russian, pro-Putin puppet in Ukraine. When he resigned and left, it turned Ukraine into an ally of the West. And it was on the quick path for membership in NATO although it was some years down the road, I believe. But th- that would be a red line for Putin. So what's going to happen here? I believe he's going to annex um, not only the, the Donbass region of Luhansk, but also all of eastern Ukraine up to the Dnieper River.
1: Wow. Um, what about uh, the leadership of our country <laughs> with the, uh, the threat of sanctions uh, before the invasion, uh, but they didn't do the sanctions until, until now? Uh, what about the West's response, uh, particularly from the United States, with regard to Russia?
4: Uh, weak, tepid, and uh, feckless, and a lot of dithering. That, that The idea that you would send Kamala Harris to oh. Munich, Germany, yeah. It, to have these discussions Munich Germany 1938 is where Prime Minister Chamberlain from the United Kingdom said we'd have peace in our time when it gave up uh, Czechoslovakia and uh, the idea of assembling within Munich is just so symbolic what Putin sees he remembers 2014 when Biden was vice president and when when uh, Vladimir Putin took over Crimea Ukrainian territory uh, and did nothing but talk and do a little bit of tepid sanctions. And then he saw, of course, what Ob- Obama and Biden you know, did uh, in regards to that. And, and didn't care, really. Didn't do anything. And then uh, let's not forget Afghanistan last year, last August. And so all Putin sees is weakness. And he thinks he can get away with this. And I think he will get away with it, sadly. Yeah.
1: I, I do too. Uh, now there is a, and, I've, and I, Doug, I always bring on experts like you. Uh, when I, I'm honest, I, you know, I'm not, an, I can't be an expert on everything. Uh, and I've heard people they're concerned about World War III. Uh, they were, they're concerned about the use of nuclear weapons. Uh, you have the statement from Vladimir Putin. He's also said that if NATO nations, if the United States gets involved, then everything is on the table, and he hinted at the use of nuclear weapons. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
4: Yeah, obviously that would be a show changer for everything if nuclear weapons came out. I don't think we'll get to that point. I think what's going to happen, that may be a threat if our NATO allies in Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Romania are threatened. Uh, What the United States did, and this was actually a decent good move by the Biden administration, was forward-deploying American troops uh, in all those countries, and basically they're there for deterrence. They they could not stop a Russian attack, but they're there— to die, and uh, that would uh, guarantee Amer- America's commitment under the Article 5 in NATO. Uh, as far as nuclear weapons, that that's a threat by uh, Vladimir Putin. I can't see that happening. Uh, but, you know, there's always miscalculation. 1938, Hitler saw the weakness of the West, and he, got, he gobbled up Czechoslovakia, and then he thought he'd be able to get away with Poland in 1939, and that was a red line. So we are in uh, a gray zone right now with an uncertain
3: future.
1: So you don't think there's any possibility of Putin stopping what he's doing in Ukraine uh, in the two uh, regions that he said were part of Russia. You you think that there's no stopping what you just mentioned with regard to takeover of part of the country?
4: Yeah, I, I don't see a way ahead because he uh, recognized the independence of the occupied sections of Donetsk-Lohansk uh, and, and now his troops are going to occupy the entire eastern third of the country up to the uh, Dnieper River. Uh, how are we going to eject them from that? So the sanctions that should have gone on top of uh, Putin, you know, last week, uh, for some reason, Biden thought he just threatened the use of sanctions. What we need to do to rein in Putin in the future, because I do believe uh, Eastern Ukraine's done, and as a result, Ukraine has no path forward in NATO. This is the same gameplay that Vladimir Putin played in 2008 Georgia. Remember after the Sochi yeah. Olympics as his security forces moved from the Olympic site to the country of Georgia, where there's two breakaway regions. Sound familiar? Abkhazia and South Ossetia. Putin went in there to recognize the independence of South Ossetia and Abkhazia, and then occupied a good chunk of of Georgia itself. And we're seeing a replay at a greater level. So this three-pronged attack by Russia against Ukraine, there's no way we can remove them. And so the way ahead for us in the West has become energy independent. The Keystone Pipeline needs to be opened up. Pennsylvania needs to open up uh, all the state lands for fracking and oil and, and coal. We need to pull these regulations off at the federal and state level, and it's, we need to become an exporter of energy instead of relying upon uh, Russia's oil and gas. One last thought, Rob: is 2016 we had that bad winter, and uh, Massachusetts was running out of energy, and instead of buying it off of us in Pennsylvania, they brought in ships in the Boston Harbor and two Russian ships, two thousand miles away, supplied Massachusetts with energy. This is madness. Pennsylvania to be able to deliver results as far as energy instead of Russian oil and gas.
1: Yeah, I also mentioned, Doug, we've lived in a time of relative peace. You have uh, gone to war for us, and I, and I thank you for doing that. But uh, uh, an entire generation of people have grown up since uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, since the crushing of the protesters in Tiananmen Square. Uh, they have also either been born uh, as children or after 9-11. And uh, consequently, as I've been mentioning all this morning, we've had the opportunity to think about safe spaces and what we want to identify as and I think that the class of 1968 the give peace a chance crowd is in charge and when you get those kind of people in charge they don't realize that you cannot just give peace a chance you you cannot just say that uh, war is not the answer Uh, In a cruel, vicious world, and we still are in that cruel, vicious world that existed uh, pre-Soviet Union uh, breakup. But we have a generation of people who are about to get smacked in the cold, hard reality that there are many bad actors still in the world who are as bad as they were before uh, 1989. Your thoughts?
4: I agree 100%. I mean, these people are delusional to think that, like Obama, thought he could talk people out of war. I just need to sit down with Putin and talk to him. I mean, that's, that's the same madness like you're sitting down with Hitler in 1938 and thinking that you could talk him out of You know, going after Czechoslovakia and Poland. The world is, a, is a, in, unstable right now because we have a lack of leadership and a lack of strength. Ronald Reagan in the 80s, he was right with peace through strength. And how you guarantee peace is through strength and clarity. And right, tell me what the clarity was of anything Kamala Harris said this past week in Munich, of all places. Well, For me, it sounded like githering and double talk.
1: Well, and, and I'll also mention, I mentioned this earlier, Doug, and I'd like your thoughts on it. I believe that her uh, trip to Europe may have actually sealed the deal as far as, as Putin is concerned. Uh, it's kind of like sending a kid to do, uh, you know, if you ever seen the Mafia movie where the mob boss is there and, and somebody sends him, you know, some sort of a, an amateur, uh, some sort of kid and he goes, are you, are you kidding me? I think that he looked at that and he realized that we were not serious. We were not serious as a a threat to him. And I think that it was, I do believe it was part of the decision-making process. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I agree with you. And it was clear from that dithering response and for the feckless and and lack of leadership by Biden. I mean, look, Putin is is clear. He knows what he wants. He wants Russia to be powerful. He wants Russia to control the neighboring countries. Uh, He's going to turn Ukraine into a puppet what's less of it anyway, as he did, as he has with Belarus, and uh, that's what he wants around him. He doesn't want NATO allied EU uh, nations surrounding his borders. I'm not empathetic or sympathetic to his view, but Russians have paranoia about strength, yeah. uh, about uh, enemies on their borders. Uh, Putin is playing us; he sees weakness, and uh, we certainly sure do miss Donald Trump at this point.
1: One more before we turn into your gubernatorial race in the state of, uh, of Pennsylvania. Donald Trump has been criticized for uh, almost admiring uh, Vladimir Putin for uh, his steely resolve. Uh, I looked at it as uh, World War II forces looking at Rommel and saying, "Okay, here is what he's doing right, and here's what we have to do to counter it. But people like Joe Scarborough are saying that this may have caused Putin, emboldened Putin to do the the, uh, invasion. What do you think about uh, saying anything positive about your enemy?
4: Well, I do know who emboldened Putin. It's called Biden and Kamala Harris. Those are the two that emboldened him by their weakness. He saw Afghanistan this past August there. What a catastrophe and disaster that was after 20 years of sacrifice, leaving $87 billion of equipment (laughs) behind. Could you imagine if we gave that equipment to our European allies rather than let the Taliban be better equipped than our our allies in Poland and elsewhere? Uh, Also, this is emboldened by the lack of uh, energy by the Germans and others. The Germans... Have only 210 tanks in their entire army. You know it's a problem when Poland says there was. I'm quoting the previous Polish president. He said there was a day when I thought the Germans had too many tanks. but today I believe they have too few. The wow. Germans are uh, beholden to Russia. They, they rely upon Russian energy, oil and gas, and because of that, there's there's a great weakness in the NATO alliance. So once All right. again, the United States is left to hold this the water for everybody. And uh, and in this case here, the United States doesn't know what we're doing because so they have a lack of leadership.
1: A lot of talk about the 2022 uh, midterms, uh, a lot of talk about a, I don't like to use blue and red because uh, uh, red belongs to communists, but a Republican wave. Uh, how is your campaign for governor going in the state of Pennsylvania, traditionally Democrat stronghold? Uh, I've been noticing a lot of great rallies and whatnot on uh, on your Twitter feed. What's going on, my friend?
4: Yeah, Every poll since May has us ahead. One on. poll from any other candidates had me at 40 percent, the next guy behind me at 20 percent. We're oh. going to sweep the primary despite the... the this manipulation and lies from the left and media and the rhino republicans we're going to send shockwaves across the state and nation and we're going to win the primary all the democrats have to offer is uh, Josh Shapiro, our attorney general and even the, their their boosters and cheerleaders in the philadelphia Inquirer are worried that if uh when i face him we're going to we're going to beat him hugely and that's why the Inquirer and other rags have been going after me so hard they admitted that actually in an article in november mm-hmm.
1: Doug, I can't tell you what it means to have you on today. It's wonderful. Your website is Doug4, number 4, G-O-V, gov.com, Doug4gov.com. Thanks for your expertise. Godspeed, and God bless you, my friend.
4: Thank you. 15 uh, March at Lancaster, 630 in the evening at Spooky Nook. We're going to have a huge rally. I hope you can come and join us.
1: It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, If you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, and if you would, give me a review. Right now, I've got a lot of five-star reviews, and I greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, if you like the humor, you like the content, because I put a lot of content into this sucker, then please leave a nice review for me. That would be gigantic. That would be gigantic. Big things are coming, guys. I am blessed to be here. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Never forget Ashley Babbitt's name. And above all, don't catch the
0: stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax,
5: America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Tails.